Hey, what's up, y'all, and welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Super excited to get to this episode today. Uh, life has been great. Uh, stuff is going great. Just got my final bag, got an A on it, so I'm feeling good. Uh, starting to work out again and go through life, but today's topic is going to be about maybe a topic you've seen, maybe a topic you've heard about, and I don't want to talk about it in the way of a mass hysteria or to call somebody out or to say that someone's a sinner and they belong here and there. That's not my goal. My goal is just to provide the evidence that I have, my thoughts on it, why I believe it's totally silly that we could think anyway, but obviously today is about women and leadership. And not just women in leadership, because I think a lot of people understand that women can lead. But women are not just destined to lead families. Women are not just destined to give birth. A woman's not saved just because she gives childbirth. And, and what I've noticed is that when we look at these scriptures and we look at where it says that women uh, cannot lead in the church, what we say is we're, one, don't provide a whole context. And also, if a God, if God gives the call to a woman to lead a church, to lead a ministry, I cannot say that that wasn't God. I can't say that they were listening to somebody else or that they heard God wrong or that's not my call. My call is to love Jesus, love others. And if I'm not doing those things, then there's an issue. So I just want to talk about what I've seen hurt. I've, I've gotten a couple stories lately where I've seen hurt from the women that I know in the church who are in leadership positions because they felt like they couldn't get a leg up. And also, I just want to read a little bit of what I posted on Facebook and what I said, the arguments. I'm not here to get into who's right, who's wrong. This is who I know. This is what I believe is right. <laughs> I'm not here to get into that. I'm here to get into why I believe God has called all women to the kingdom. Because uh, he has, right? He didn't just come for his sons. He came for his daughters, too. And we got to get rid of this idea that we think we are the chosen holy ones of God. Because uh, we blew it, too, on that day as well. Yeah, Eve ate from the tree. Uh, but we also sinned by not telling her, hey, uh, didn't God say about that tree? You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to get into that. This is a long intro. But appreciate you guys for listening. A um, couple things before we get into it. Of course, basketball is back. Super excited. Um, also, next week's episode, not next week's episode, but next week I'll be recording with a friend named Kaylee Todd, uh, which is awesome. Uh, she has this company where she's helping with this business organization where she's helping people edit papers and blog posts. And I'm see if she can help me edit some papers uh, when I um, start school, school up again. So super great. Super excited to talk to her. And hopefully we can have some of this conversation, some of this dialogue to where uh, she's a woman and she leads very well. And what does she think on it? Because again, I'm speaking from the privileged point of view, speaking from a man. Um, and so I don't want this to be like a woman needs a co-sign from me to do ministry because that's not true at all. Uh, but super, uh, super excited. I'm saying that a lot. But <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Let's get back into the episode. There was a guy 
man, dude, a boy, whatever. Didn't even know who he was. Um, but he was at some conference and he, they said, Hey, I want you to answer this question, um, with one word. And they said Beth Moore's name. And he replied, go home. They then continue to laugh at her uh, and then say that she pre that woman preachers like her uh, preach a narcissistic theology or a narcissistic type of teaching uh, all about her, all about her story. Um, and then they say, go home. There's no biblical backing to woman pastors. Um, and I've heard that there's no biblical backing for women in leadership. I have a tough time with this because the women that I know in my life are strong. Uh, they're better than me. Not that they can't be, but they're better than me at their jobs, at the same jobs that we might have. They're more qualified, but they are qualified. They're smart. They're strong. They're brave. They're courageous. They fight um, the oppression. They fight this disgusting acts. They fight the evil that happens to them every single day and you have women who believe they are called to be pastors who are called to lead their cities lead their people to jesus and i what i find is there's too many men who are uncomfortable with the idea more than too many men who don't think it's right but man this is what you need to be understand this is what we need to understand we have been led by women and we will continue to be led by women until the day we die. I want us to think about this for a moment. Have we ever thought that most women that we know, most women that we see, the reason that we get to do what we do today is built on their backs? It is. Did you know that every person that has come from earth <laughs> right now there's science but pretty much every human that's come from earth uh came from the body of a woman that woman especially in today's world had to take time off work sleep less sometimes an hour sometimes 30 minutes they get lucky if they get that for you young man you know, a woman has to walk through every day being objectified and, and called this and called that. Back to what I'm saying, though, every person, but every especially, I mean, again, every dude has built their lives on the backs of a woman. Now, some might argue, well, I didn't choose that. Well, I know you'd rather be here than anywhere else. Understand that your life is literally based on woman some of the things that we have today in this world are based on a woman's thought a, a woman's mindset a woman so i think i think we're too uncomfortable i think we as men are scared terrified to be led by a woman to be told what to do or whatever by a woman and we don't want to be looked at as weak or as less. But men, this is what I'll say. It's time to stand up. It's time to stop talking. It's time to stop tweeting. It's time to stop Facebooking. 
I was having this conversation this week about race and also uh, with gender equity. Like, I think it's it's time to stop talking about it and stop saying, hey, we're praying for you or we're on your team and start showing people that you're actually on their team. Because for me personally, if someone says, man, I'm with you inside of this race conversation, I'm standing with you inside of this race conversation. I'm going to look at them and laugh in the face unless I see actual evidence that shows me they are walking with me in this conversation. Good intent means nothing to me if the actions don't show. If Jesus just had good intent to die for our sins, they would mean nothing. It meant nothing. Good intent means nothing. Oh, I didn't mean to say this racist, but you did. I didn't mean to be sexist, but you were. We support women in leadership, but you don't. We support women pastors, but I don't see it. So what I think is it's time for people to stop saying that we're standing for people and actually start doing it. It's not enough for me to see a woman who's objectified, who's treated like less and say, well, man, I'm with you, though. Man, I'm praying for you. I'm walking with you. No, that's not it. What the goal is, what the mindset should be is, yo, she's going through something. I'm going to walk in place. I'm going to step with her. I'm going to walk through this with her. It's not enough anymore just to say, hey, praying for you. Not saying that prayer isn't good, but, man, we got to be people of action. You guys have heard the story, right? The guy who was uh, asking God, hey, God says something to help, and they send him water and nothing. And the guy, God says something to help, and he sends him this, and he doesn't go. And God sends something, and, and he's top of the water, and he says, hey, yo, like, God, where were you? He's like, I've been sending you help. You just weren't paying attention. How often is God saying that to us? Man, I was sending you something, but you just weren't paying attention. And I think a lot of us need to understand this. We have women in our lives. Woman in our lives who are showing us something, who are telling us something, and we just ain't paying attention. We're just not paying attention to what they have to offer us, to what they have to. Uh, and it's not even what they have to offer us because they don't offer me anything, honestly, because I can't go through life seeing what they need to offer because they women are already looked at like that. I have to be walking through life saying, man, what what is this woman doing for the kingdom of God? So woman leadership. I'm not telling Beth Moore to go home. I'm telling Beth Moore we need you. Because in the same way, we need black pastors and, and, and Latino pastors and Latina pastors and Asian pastors and native pastors and Man, I mean, I'm fit. I'm, f- I'm sure I'm forgetting people groups, but we need all t- we all need all types of them. White, we still need white pastors. Like as much as we need these pastors, they just can't be men. We got to show the whole gamut of the kingdom. Jesus surrounded himself not just with women who served him, but with women who actually led uh, critical parts of his ministry. Jesus was more than just the guy that talked about it. Jesus was someone who was about it and did it.
walk through conversations. You know, if Jesus sitting down and have a conversation with those women was actually seen as ridiculous, it was seen as something that was crazy. But too often we look at it and we say, well, look how dirty the woman was. Something I want to talk about real quick. I'm going in a bunch of tangents. We'll get to the point soon. Why is it when we talk about women who are in scripture, we always point out the dirtiness that they had in scripture. So we have the woman who was bleeding. Uh, we have the woman who was um, caught in adultery. We have the woman um, who is obviously the Samaritan woman, one of my favorite scriptures. Like we have all these, but what have I, I've always heard them preach in this light. The woman was dirty and the man went up there and saved it all. No. What happened is the woman was in, yes, unsure circumstances, but God or God, Jesus always told this woman, go and do more, go and sin no more. Um, like that's what he told them. He didn't say, Hey, go and, um, tell no one ever about this and go serve and go clean feet. Um, he never says any of that. What he actually says is he says, go and sin no more. And he says them and they go. Like That's what he does. He sends them and they go and they change the game. And he changes the game. I don't think it's enough anymore to just think that um, we can just have women who are serving or submissive. Which is honestly, when we look at the word submissive, a lot of us look at the word submissive and we're saying, you know, they need to serve us, need to worship or whatever. No, it's help, help. In the same way that men are supposed to be submissive to their families. Right? The crazy thing is women have contributed so much to the ministry of the church. But it's so controversial because I think that we're forgetting God's call. I'm reading from this website from Fuller. It says any person could exercise ministry, which means remember service, who was called and gifted by God and affirmed by the body of Christ, the church. Some were set apart in leadership positions and some were assigned specific tasks to accomplish. <laughs> but the differences among ministries were not distinctions of any kind. Eventually, certain types of affirmations were combined with certain functions of ministry to produce our current and understanding of ordination. Our current understanding of ordination. Right. Now, male and female are separate in who they are. But man, they're together. They're in community. In community with God. Right. Man was made first, yes, but women were also made in the community. Women were looked at as necessary inside the community of God. God said, she is necessary here. She is needed here, especially in the garden, but also even outside of the garden. She is going to be needed. She is going to be needed, but we don't look at it that way. We look at it as, uh, I don't know. I don't know because God didn't say it, you know, like God made man first. I've actually heard people make that argument that since God made dude first, um, <laughs> since he made dudes first, they're totally ordained and, 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 and or um, need to be uh, ordained by God and are made by God and are put in these places of leadership. It's not true. 
It's just not true. Man, we know we know so many people. And we think of Mary, who wasn't just a leader in, in what she was doing when walking with Jesus. She was leading uh, outside of that. She led, she led her whole family, but also she led people to Jesus. And the Samaritan woman. It's just amazing to me how uh, Jesus tells her to go and she shares the gospel. She pastors people. I'm sure she walked through stories. She walked through some deep stuff for people. She walked through all of this because God called her to do it. You want this living water, come get it. If you need this living water, come get it. Mm. Mm. And I'll finish with this. Women are lights too. Now, I think we all understand that no one is absolved from sharing the gospel to friends, to our peoples. None of us are absolved from that. But what I would argue, what I would say, is a lot of us may think women are absolved from pastoring to people and telling people from a stage or from a platform about Jesus. But if it wasn't for a woman, we wouldn't have even known that Jesus resurrected. And you're like, well, there's another way. Listen to this. Woman. Oh, this is crazy. Um, Mary goes down to the tomb. And she runs and tells everyone about Jesus. But who gets the credit? The men. The disciples do. Doubting Thomas, Paul. They all, they, I mean, all these dudes. I'm sorry, Peter. Like, all these dudes who are running down. They're all getting the accolades But the woman is the one who saves the day. Jesus obviously saves the day. The woman is the one who goes to tell the people. So why do I say all this? Woman in leadership is important. We're getting, what I'm saying is that the kingdom is, I understand the kingdom is that it's not just going to have men talking about Jesus. We're all going to be worshiping Jesus, but women are going to be there too. So let's get the full gamut of the kingdom. I'm telling you, let's get the full ray of the kingdom. We're missing out when we don't have multicultural churches. We're missing out when we don't have multi-gender churches. We're missing out when we don't have men and women who are serving inside positions of leadership. We are missing out. Stop just forcing women to be named directors. Women are more than directors. They're more than directors. They can pastor. They've pastored me. They can pastor you. It just hurts that this is a conversation still today. Understand that, hey, men, we have a place of privilege. More people are going to listen to us because we're men. But to my understanding, we got way more men falling in ministry than we have women. And I know women struggle with sin too. But let's stop hurting on women by saying that they can't do these things. Because they've been told this their whole lives. They're not strong enough, they're not big enough, they're not dis enough, whatever. I start telling women they can't. Because I fully believe, 100%, believe that they can. And that God has called them to. Mm. It's tough to hear. And I, I believe it's sin. If we are not letting people do what God has called them to do, I believe it is sin. We could argue all day, and you can tell me that some of my points are uh theologically sound and all this stuff and you know what <laughs> probably 
I probably said something that was out of whack. But what I will tell you is that I have no question that Jesus has called a woman to lead his church as well. And I don't care what you say. You can take out a little scripture out of Timothy or Titus. But like, well, God said this. Paul said it. You know, and yeah, submissive and language and context and all that kind of stuff. Take this knowledge that you have. Take this what we have and let's go to the Bereans. I mean, like the Bereans, go to Acts and, and, and study what the scriptures say. Study what they say. Because we are tripping if we think that God is trying to section off more than half of the world. It's like 51% or something like that. More than half of the world. I think it's silly that we think that God could even, God would even do that. He saw that the woman was necessary inside this community that he was in. He saw that she was necessary. Let's act like it's as if they are. And as I was saying, men, use your privilege to help women raise up. Well, using my privilege is that I see people who are beneath me. Not beneath me because I'm saying they are, but because society has put them there. I help lift them up and I put them on my shoulders. That's what I think. I'm saying, hey, you go. We run together. We walk together. We go together. That's what we should do. That's what we need to do. And that's what I believe we're called to. Women are more than directors. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'll catch you guys next week on the Youth of the Nation podcast. Peace. Know that you won't ever let me down